Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Across the country, cities and counties are piloting guaranteed income programs to help combat poverty in their communities. Now, these programs give people money, and they're left to spend it however they need to, no strings attached. Today, Cook County is home to one of the largest programs in the country. And in a few minutes, we'll hear from someone who's been receiving $500 a month as part of that program. But joining us now is Shante Robinson. She's an assistant professor at U Chicago's Center for the Study of Race, Politics, and Culture. She's following several guaranteed income pilots in our area, including the one in Cook County. So good to see you again, Shante, and welcome to Reset. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here with you today. So I briefly described the concept of, of guaranteed income programs, but talk to us about Cook County specifically. Yes, Cook County last year became the largest guaranteed basic income pilot in the country mm-hmm. where it will give $500 per person who is the participant over the course of two years. Wow. Uh, once a month. And so share more about who is in this program because I know that there's sort of a, a criteria, a, a list of folks who are eligible, right? Absolutely. So to be eligible, you had to be less than 250% of the federal poverty level. Okay. We had over 200,000 applications in Cook County for 5,000 slots, which tells you a little bit about the need Mm -hmm. that is out there across the county. How do you, you know, wind that down, right? (laughs) Right, right. And those are the people who heard about the program and took the time and energy to apply. There's so many more people out there who either didn't know the program was happening for whatever reason. Uh, They did a great job of getting the word out. Um, And those people who said, I'm worthy of this. I'm going to take a chance and throw my hat into the ring for the lottery. Yeah. Well, you know, participants so far have received about seven of the 24 payments as as part of this two-year program by now, Shante. So, I mean, how would you say it's going from your, your research? So far, so good or... So far, so great to work out. So far, so great. Uh, As with any new pilot, there are going to be some small kinks. But because um, I'm also principal investigator at the Inclusive Economy Lab. okay, And part of our work with that in the evaluation is to be the 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 point people also to be on the ground to know what's going on with our partners that give directly an aid kit. okay, And so we talk to people. Part of my research is the qualitative component. So we've done baseline interviews with uh, about 100 folks in treatment and control, because mm-hmm. it's a randomized controlled trial evaluation, and really understanding where people are coming in on the ground of how they're thinking about guaranteed basic income. Have they ever thought about it before? Why do they think they need it? Mm. And then what are they going to do with the money when they get it? And then following those people for the two years to figure out what their, were their goals and aspirations reached? Did the money help? Yeah. Did it hinder? Uh, we're looking at everything that could possibly happen across multiple domains of mental and physical health to education to workforce development. Uh, and there's a credit uh, plus arm, which which is uh, people who opt in can get uh, help with with credit counseling, oh, financial counseling. Oh, OK. Well, well that's that's great. Right. Um, you mentioned briefly unexpected kinks. Can you share any of the challenges that have come up so far? We as the evaluation and the the administrative arm of this have been, we spent a lot of time thinking of what could go wrong, what could happen. So what do we do when folks don't have a bank account? What do you do when folks who are housing unstable 
don't have a place where they can get mail and get a get a paper check. Mm-hmm. So all of those things we we worked through before, but at times there will be things where people get new bank accounts and we have to work through they're they're not getting their money. Mm, okay. So how do we change that and make it a very quick seamless process that we handle quickly for them because we also understand that this is people's livelihoods. People are, once they become participants, depend on this money to pay their bills and to buy food. And those bills are due when they're due. When they're due. When they're due. I want to hear from someone now who's participating in this program. Uh, Jalen Brown is a a Bronzeville resident who's taking part in the Cook County Promise Guaranteed Income Pilot. Welcome to the show, Jalen. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I'm curious, what do you think of the program so far? Well, so far, my experience has been good, but also not so good. Talk to Um, us about that. It was mainly just like having a set date for when these deposits come out. Because in the beginning, um, they took like a poll to see when should we receive these deposits every month. And the first two options were like, you know, the first week or the second week of the month. And then it didn't necessarily start until January. Mm. And it was supposed to start December. And we weren't properly notified about that unless like you called a hundred times to get through to someone about it. And then recently they just put a data, but it's still kind of like, you know, depending on your bank, it right. may take longer to receive your deposit. So what's that meant for you, Jalen? What kind of impact has that had on your, your life, your finances? It has, it has a big impact. I want to say it does help a lot with grocery shopping. However, groceries are skyrocketing, so I'm only getting so much. And then, and then I got storage to pay for and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to necessarily know where I'm putting that five hundred dollars to. Yeah, because it's like storage is due on the first, but I don't get that it's five hundred dollars until the fifteenth. So I'm hoping that the first falls on like a pay period of mine at work, so that way you know I can pay that. And then mm-hmm. at least I'll have that 500 to pay the phone bill that I have and, you know, to add some things to my house. But it it goes and comes as fast. So it's kind of. Yeah. Well, we talked with Cook County Board President Tony Preckwinkle back in February about the program. I want to play a little bit of her talking about how she expects that money to be spent. What you find is that people invest in in keeping a roof over their kids, of course, and for feeding themselves and their children, but they also invest in their own education so that they can have a, a better job. They invest in tutoring for their kids, the same kinds of things that all of us uh, use our resources for when we have a little bit more. Does that line up with your findings so far, Shante? Absolutely. Absolutely. People invest in themselves. They invest in their children and their families. They pay bills. They save, 
which uh, goes against the narrative of what people who are impoverished or in, in low-income situations do with this money. Mm. They, they want to save. They want to have a nest egg. They want to have stable housing. Saving is not easy to do. It's absolutely not easy to do, and they're prioritizing it and trying to figure out how can they do that mm. on their limited income. Uh, Jalen, what about your situation? Have you found yourself saving, or, or what have you found yourself using the money for specifically? I found myself initially having something in my savings and then having to go back into those savings to use what I put aside for food or I am trying to start a business as well. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying, I just paid for um, a nonprofit license. So that was like roughly $200. So it's kind of like I have to decide what's kind of more important each month for where that $500 goes to, but I do try to save at least some of it, even if it's $50. Yeah, well, that that's good. That's really good. Um, I'm curious what your expectations were before the program officially started and maybe how that's lived up so far. Well, my expectations were really just like hoping that you know, the program would be as it was advertised when we were going through the process of applying for the um, the program. Yeah. I didn't have too much, like, expectations because I know it was, like, I'm a part of the, the first experience, so I know there are going to be things that I'm going to endure this time versus the next group of participants yeah. because by then things would be, you know, more efficient and the responses from customer service to kind of help us would be a lot more better because I ran into an issue where I was looking for some, you know, better information. So I understood what was going on as far as like the set date. And I had a representative that was not so pleasant, but luckily you know, they pay attention to our surveys. So if we say we had a bad experience, there's someone reaching out, like a caseworker, to come and evaluate what happened so that way they can fix it. Yeah, these are good points. You know, Shante, some experts say um, guaranteed income programs, they could be a way to combat poverty, as we've been talking about. Uh, But this is still just a two-year program, right? So I'm curious, based on your research, whether you expect that uh, people who receive the cash for a couple of years, whether they will be better off five or or 10 years down the line than folks who didn't receive payments? Right. And it's really early to tell if that's what we're going to see in the data. But I think what we can say is that those people are going to be better off in the short term, being able to meet their physical, emotional, mental needs of their families and themselves. Yeah. They can choose to invest in themselves in slightly different ways, whether that's going back to school or like Jalen starting her own business, uh, which is wonderful, which is also a theme we saw. And we are seeing that people are entrepreneurs. They want to get started with business and need that economic stimulus in order to make that happen. Yeah. They need to make sure that their rent will be paid while they take this risk Right. We tell people to take risk and to be adventurous when it comes to being entrepreneurs. So they need that that safety net to do that. And I think lastly, what they'll have at the end of two years is maybe a change in perspective about what government is 
and who it's designed for mm-hmm. and and its place in normal everyday people's lives. Jalen, do you think $500 a month is enough? I believe it's enough, but the way that the economy system is in Illinois is kind of like, the program has such good intentions that the state has a lot of like rebuilding and a lot of debt to repay. And also, you know, we're a sanctuary city and state. So we're also trying to help hundreds of thousands of immigrants find housing and, you know, getting food and, you know, stuff like that for them, all their necessities is kind of hard to do both at the same time. And so I'm I'm patient. I can't say the same for the other participants, but right. I'm I know where they want to go with the program. I'm just hoping that each government official kind of you know helps the other get things on track because that's the only way this will go. Yeah, in the direction that they're hoping for and that I'm hoping for. I hope they're listening, Jalen. Leave us with this, Shante. The mayor has said that he's committed to, to expanding the city's program, um, but he hasn't given many details on, on how he plans to do that. So I would love for you to give him some advice <laughs> right here. I mean, what would the ideal version of a guaranteed income program look like? Ideal version, would it would be a number, be an amount per month that could really help people get where they needed to be in terms of stability and potentially some economic mobility. We often talk about getting people to be financially stable, but how about creating plans and creating pilot programs that promote economic mobility for families that are in, that could be intergenerational uh, and make sure that it's ongoing. Make sure that this is something that stands the test of time and isn't privy to different administrators coming in. Mm-hmm. That one person can say, I'm for it, and people are getting the help they need. And then four years later, the program goes away, as though those people still aren't in need. Right. So create a space where these programs are on, on, ongoing and as low barrier as possible. People need help, and they don't need to have to have uh, their firstborn child's blood. And they don't have to have three references and they don't have to have two mm-hmm. two home uh, residences and addresses yeah. in order to get $500 a month. Easier access. Easier access for more people uh, would be great. And I encourage the mayor to reach out to the Inclusive Economy Lab uh, and to me directly, if so, uh, to to figure out how we can get this up and going faster uh, and in a, in a timely manner so that people who need help can get it very quickly. We'll leave it there. Shante Robinson is an assistant professor at UChicago's Center for the Study of Race, Politics, and Culture. And Jalen Brown is a Bronzeville resident in the Cook County Promise Guaranteed Income Program. Thank you both so much. Thank you for having me.